0: Merry Christmas, Harvest. Uh, Thank you for tuning in and and, um, watching with us this morning, and listen, I don't know if you are watching this on Christmas morning. Maybe you're doing this before you even open presents and your kids are like, man, please get through this so I could open my Christmas gifts. I promise you it's not going to be a long service. We'll let you get to your gifts quickly. Maybe you're watching it the day after on Sunday. Um, But I really hope you are having or have had an incredible time with your families for Christmas. And I just wanna start this morning by sharing with you my favorite moment of Christmas every year, because for me, there's a distinct moment that that I just love, and for our family, it's the moment right after Christmas Eve services are done at church, and we're getting in the car to go home. And here's why. Um, you guys are probably aware of this. Christmas is an incredible, incredibly busy season for people who work in a church. I mean, I think about us over this past month. We had the chosen movie night which was a special thing. We had the family Christmas day, which was awesome, but that was an extra thing on the calendar. We had big Christmas Eve services. There's a lot that's going on, but there's this moment when Christmas Eve is done and I'm driving home with my kids where I can just breathe And I'm like, now I get some sweet time with family and truly celebrate Christmas. So what we do is, is we go home and on Christmas Eve, we all open one gift and the gift is always PJs. We get new PJs to sleep in for Christmas Eve. Then we wake up early Christmas morning and we open gifts together as a family. And um, we have been focusing this Christmas on the gift of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we've been looking at the different names that he's given in Isaiah. He's given the name Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. We've looked at all three of those names in depth. And today what I want to do is I want to focus on that last name, which is the Prince of Peace. And in so many ways, I think the Prince of Peace is fitting for today because out of all of those names, Peace is really a gift that's given to us. The last name is a gift that we have been given, that Jesus came to give us peace. So what's cool is, is actually, to be completely honest with you, I'm not filming this on Christmas day or on the day after. I'm filming this the week before Christmas. And so what I'm gonna do right now is I'm gonna share with you, even before I share with my dad, the Christmas gift that I got him this year. So let me grab it. Um, this is what I got my dad for Christmas. I got him a hunting knife. I think it's Norwegian. And uh, here's what I know. It's really, really pretty. It's really, really beautiful. I don't know anything about hunting, but the guy at the store was like, once he gets a knife like this, he's never going to want another knife again. And actually, there's kind of a joke behind this gift. You see, my dad spent a lot of time hunting this fall, and he didn't shoot any deer. And so the whole like joke of the gift was I was going to get him a really nice, pretty hunting knife because I'll know he'll always keep it beautiful because he'll never actually use it. But then on the last day of hunting season, he actually shot a deer. So the joke is kind of ruined. So I thought I would tell all of you about it so he would still be flustered, which is accomplishing exactly what I was hoping it would accomplish. But this is a, a gift that I'm giving to my dad. And um, here's what I would say. You give people gifts because you love them. And I think as my kids open their gifts, I want them to like it because I love them so much. When my dad gets his knife, I, I, I want him to like it and enjoy it. And um, I, I wanna talk about this gift of peace because here's the reality. Um, three things we're gonna talk about today about peace. Here's the first. The gift of peace is costly. It's very, very costly. The gift of peace always comes at a great price, right? I think about the Old Testament and the story of Israel entering the promised land. It's very, very interesting. God's like, I'm gonna give you this land. I'm gonna take you back out of captivity in Egypt into the promised land. And they don't enter a land that's theirs and that's free and that it's easy for them to live in. The land is inhabited by armies and pagan countries and strong fortified cities. And God's like, I'm going to give this to you. You will have peace here, but it's going to come through war and bloodshed. The peace that God provided came at a great cost. Another example of this is at Passover. The Israelites would come and they would give a sacrifice of a lamb that would be payment for their sins. And what they were required to do is they were required to take a unblemished lamb and adopt that lamb into their family for a couple of weeks. It would become like a pet, the kids would know it, they would love it, they would grow an affection to it. And the way that their sins would be paid for is that lamb would give his life as payment for sins. It was emotional, it was costly. Forgiveness came through the shedding of blood. And here's what is something that's been really, really interesting to me this year. Something I've never really picked up on before. That when Jesus is born in the manger, this gift of peace is coming at great cost, not only to the Son of God, Jesus Christ, but also to God the Father. Both of them are giving absolutely everything to make peace between us and God. Jesus entered our chaos. The eternal, all-powerful King of Kings, Lord of Lord came as a meek and humble child. The one who created everything, who upholds the world by the word of his power came to a poor family in a barn. He gave up everything. This gift of peace was costly, but it was also costly for God the Father. Like I think for me as a father, there is nothing in the world that would cause me to sacrifice one of my children. Like they are the most precious and valuable things that I have and God willingly gives his own son to die on our behalf to establish peace. Jesus, you know, it's funny. We think about when the wise men come and they bring gold and frankincense and myrrh and it's like, wow, they really brought valuable things to Jesus. I think the right way to look at it is actually Jesus was the valuable gift. He was the treasure and they were just responding appropriately. Peace is costly. This is a costly gift God has given us. Um, here's the second thing I want you to understand. This peace that God gives us, that Jesus gives us, it's lasting. Um, Here's the reality. These Christmas gifts that we're giving each other this year and and that we'll give each other, um, they're all eventually going to get thrown away. Um, I've heard one pastor say it. You know, everything we own is the stuff of future flea markets and garage sales. And and here's what I know. This Christmas, I I asked my kids what they wanted. and, And shockingly enough, they had a completely new list from last year. None of my kids said, no, I'm good. What you got me last year, I'm still satisfied with, right? The gifts we give don't last. And I think even um, the peace that we as people try to create, it doesn't last. Um, One of the things that cracks me up in history is I remember learning in school that when World War I was happening, do you know what the nickname they gave that war was? It was the war to end all wars that they convinced people, we're gonna have to go through this awful, horrible world war, but the result of it will be a peace that never ends. There will be no more wars after this. We're gonna solve all of the problems in this battle. How'd that go for them, right? It went well for like 15 minutes Then they were in World War II. And I think about our country. Since then, there's been the Cold War. There's been Vietnam. There's been the Korean War. There's been Afghanistan. Like, peace never seems to last. It's costly, it comes at a great price, but we can't get it to stay. I think about even in our lives relationally, doesn't it always feel that life is sometimes one um, conflict to the next? And as much as we want peace, as much as we seek peace, we live in a broken world and relationships are broken. And oftentimes, whether it be family or friendships or at work, relationships are difficult and strained and broken but you need to understand this peace that Jesus gives is different. In Romans six, Paul writes this. It says, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we no longer would be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. Listen to this. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Well, what Paul is saying here is, is listen, Jesus in his payment on the cross accomplished peace once and for all. It's never under threat ever again, Jesus did what we could not do. He paid the price that brings lasting peace, right? That's why we read in Romans 8, it says this, "'Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword?' No, in all of these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord." Why can Paul be so confident that nothing can ever separate us from the love of God? Because the peace that Jesus purchased for us, that he gave us, it's everlasting. It can't be defeated. His sacrifice was enough, it was perfect, it was once and for all. So in a world where peace is so tentative and so fragile, we have a peace that is lasting, that we know our eternity is secure no matter what we do, no matter what anyone else does because of what Christ has done for us. You know, one of the old names of Jesus in church history that Jesus has given, which I've always loved, is he's called Christus Victor. And it's this idea that he didn't just come as a baby, but he was a conquering hero who defeated sin, death, and Satan once and for all on the cross. He has accomplished the victory, and we get to live in the rewards of that, which is an everlasting peace. And then here's the last thing I would encourage you with this Christmas. This peace, it's available right now. It is very, very tangible. Jesus didn't just come to secure our eternity, he came to change our lives right here and right now. I think of Philippians 4, 6, where we're given this promise. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Like he's saying, listen, if you pray, if you draw near to God, this supernatural peace will be made known in your life. So can I maybe ask you this question as we enter Christmas or maybe just past Christmas and are starting to think about the new year? What has marked your life this Christmas season? What has marked your life this past year? Has it been a supernatural peace that only Jesus can provide? Or has it been marked by anxiety? over viruses and a difficult season in our world. But like, as you watch this right now, what has marked your heart these past few days? Has it been stress over family and busyness and broken relationships and Christmas and trying to make everyone get along and trying to coordinate everything? Has the peace of God been present in your life this Christmas? Has your life been marked by anxiety or worry or conflict, right? Jesus has given us the gift of peace. Are we holding on to it? Are we taking it for granted? Are 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 we living out the promise of our faith that no matter what season we find ourselves in, that we have a supernatural peace because God has given us Himself. He is a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace and he is ours, and that should be enough for us this Christmas. And I hope that even as you have a couple quiet days with family, that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Church, I love you. I'm looking forward to 2022. Have an incredible Christmas. You are loved.